Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Mastery Podcast, where you'll learn the correct way to identify, negotiate, perform due diligence on, renegotiate, finance, turn around, and operate real estate in today's market. A market in which volatility creates opportunity and sound principles defeat fads and bubbles. And now, here is your host, a 25-year commercial real estate veteran and co-owner of over $1 billion in real estate assets, Frank Rolf. You should never buy a property for all cash. It's a terrible idea. It will ruin your return. I know a lot of people think that's a sensible way to do it because if they pay it with all cash, they have no debt. And without any debt, you have no risk, correct? Well, yes, true, but there's a problem with that. You see, the whole reason we do real estate is because we get to use leverage. Many other businesses don't have that capability. If you want to go ahead and buy a little manufacturing plant or a little retail store, you can't typically get any leverage for that. Banks won't make loans on it because the collateral is few and far between. But on real estate, most of America is conditioned upon the thought that there is inherent value in real estate, and therefore banks will make loans on it based on what's called a loan-to-value or LTV rate. So if we're all going to need to use financing to make good deals, then how can you use financing as actually a tool to make a deal even better? We're going to be talking about creative financing and its potentials and limitations. So what is creative financing? It's typically financing that is not your regular cookie-cutter bank kind of debt. Often it's something where the construction relies upon the seller to take active involvement in making the loan happen. Normally with terms that are far superior to what a bank has, both in the amount that is down and the interest rate. So let's talk about some of the most basic creative financing options. Number one, of course, is the seller financing concept. In this case, the seller of the property is the one who also makes the mortgage. It's kind of odd. So he not only sells the property to you, he also finances it for you. And that's certainly different than how most of us would think a real estate transaction should go down. Now, why would a seller do that? Why would they even want to go ahead and finance what they sell? Well, the reason is there's big money in it for them to do that. Right now, you don't get very high interest rates in any kind of safe investment. And most moms and pops are really, at the end of the day, more concerned about security than they are any other item. So right now, a good secure investment they might invest in pays an interest rate of like 1% to 1.5%, like a U.S. Treasury. However, if they carry the financing on the property, they'll get maybe 4 to 5%, which is 4 to 5 times more. Okay, that's very attractive. And also they have a first lien on a property, a property they know well. If you go out and buy bonds or stock in John Deere Company, they know nothing about John Deere. They don't know anything about the value, and it's very possible they could lose their investment. So that's what people do seller financing is because it makes them money. And seller financing is certainly one of our favorite creative strategies. Now, how can you make seller financing into a good thing for you? Well, number one, zero down. My partner Dave Reynolds and I have done no less than 12 zero down deals in our real estate career. And a zero down deal is a magical item. You have nothing at risk and your return based on the amount you put in is infinite. I think we all would say, okay, well, that's pretty interesting stuff, right? So low down payment is a part of creative financing, but also on seller financing, you have the ability to alter the interest rate. We've done deals that have 0% interest in year one, and then 1% in year two, and 2% in year three, and 3% in year four, and then 4% in year five and on. And so banks don't do that kind of stuff. 
So once again, now I'm using the interest rate itself as a lever, and that's pretty attractive. Or maybe I can change up the amortization length. Maybe mom and pop will go longer on the amortization length than the bank will, which once again lowers my payments. So there's all kinds of great things you can do with seller financing. You also don't have to go through any bank committees. There's no risks. There's no issues like that. What's another type of creative financing available out there? Well, the other one we like the most is called master lease with option. You find a property that's in terrible, terrible shape, typically cosmetically, but also managerially. And you strike a deal with mom and pop to take it over in its current form and effectively run the property and make all the necessary improvements until you can get it in a position where you can then actually get a bank loan on it. This allows you to not only get involved in the deal for nothing down, but also allows you to test all your theories without having any risk, any skin in the game, any money in it. Master Lease with Option has always been a very successful story for most people who have done it. Normally, if you're smart and you pick the right deal that you can ultimately solve, it's a terrific thing because you get the property, you take control of the property, you make all the improvements without having a penny in it. At the end of it, you have an option typically three to five years into the future where you can either buy the property from mom and pop or you can go ahead and flip the property to another party. So it's a great risk-free way, a very creative way to make a deal that maybe has some problems happen. So what are the good aspects of both of these creative financing types? Well, number one, they're very attractive from a capital at risk standpoint. 0% down on the master lease, sometimes 0% down on seller financing, but often more likely 10 or 20%. So that's critical. And also, you can make the payments match the actual cash flow so you don't have negative cash flow. Sometimes in turnaround deals, that comes with the territory. Deal isn't doing very well. In this case, however, you don't have that issue. You don't have to come out of pocket with those monthly payments, and that can be very important. And also, you're using the financing itself as a tool to tie everything together. Mom and pop want a certain price. Okay, I'll do that price if we can lower the payments and lower the interest rate. It gives you just one more additional lever to make that deal happen. So if there's this many good things about creative financing, what's wrong with it? Well, the first one is there's no bank to back you up. Because a lot of times, particularly if you're new in a real estate sector, you could make rookie errors. So you have to really know what you're doing because when you don't use a bank, there's typically no appraisal and there's also nobody who's skeptical that other voice in your head that says, wait a minute, this looks a little dangerous to me. Maybe we shouldn't be doing this. That all evaporates when you use seller financing or master lease with option. You have nobody to watch over what you're doing. No No one to watch your back. No one to tell you, no, I don't think that's a really very good idea. And that can be a scary position for many people, particularly if you're not familiar with that sector of real estate. Not having that one additional set of eyes can be a problem. Now, you can sometimes get away from that by actually pretending you need a bank loan on a deal. Going to a bank, just kind of in a cursory, very 5,000-foot elevation view to see if they can actually get you a loan on it. Or you can go to a loan broker, now call a capital consultant, and see if they can also give you an idea if they could get it banked. So that's one way you can kind of get around that, but it's still not as good as when you have to get the loan. All you're going to get is a 5,000-foot observation from that lending source and not that critical skin in the game, thumb up or thumb down. The other problem is that you have to face refi reality normally at some point in the movie. 
When you do a master lease with option, remember that within three to five years, you either have to buy it or you lose your option. And that means you now have to face the critical real-life world of banking. Did you get the net income enough to qualify? Will it appraise? If the answer is no, then you've wasted all of your time and you ended up with nothing. So that can be a problem. Also, if you use seller financing with a small amount down, a regular bank probably will not follow suit. Do you have the money when that note runs out to have a proper amount down? Or can you increase the value enough that when the bank looks at the property with, let's say, 70 or 80% loan to value, that because you raised the value enough, it still all magically works out? And the fact you didn't have the capital is masked by the fact that the value went up so you don't actually have to have it. So again, the problem when you use creative financing is can you adapt to the real world of real financing? That is the key problem. Now, how do you solve that? Well, try and get as long as you can on that seller debt. The longer you get, the safer you are. If you get 10 years, typically on a 10-year deal, assuming increases in rents annually, you only need about a 50% loan to value 10 years later to go ahead and replace your loan. Well, that's pretty safe territory, right? But if you only have a seller note of one or two years, what happens? You won't be able to make enough improvement in the property to really change things when the note is suddenly due. And that's a terrible problem. If you cannot replace the note on a seller financing deal, you're going to do what's called a term default. In other words, a clock runs out. You did a good job. You ran the thing well, but you were unable to obtain a loan, and therefore they get to take the property back because you didn't get it replaced or paid off. So there are risks in doing creative financing. So what's it all mean? The key is always be watching for, for opportunities to do creative financing. It's obviously a great idea if you can find a way to get around traditional lenders and get better rates and better terms. But always also be watching over what the bad aspects are, and that is basically the inability to return to earth, the gravity of reality and reality of lending. Because if you can't get a real bank loan at some point, it could blow up on you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but five years out, 10 years out when that note comes due, can you replace it? You need to be able to tell yourself, yes, I can. And you need to take the steps to make sure that you know what you're talking about. This is Frank Roth. We're talking about creative financing. Hope you enjoyed this. Talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Commercial Real Estate Mastery Podcast. Be sure to visit us at CREUmastery.com to subscribe to the show, read our show transcriptions, and access all of our great information on real estate investing. And if you have a moment, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. We'll catch you in the next episode.